What's on the Menu with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. Imagine you're, you know, making plans for a Friday, actually any day. You want to go for a, a nice little beer. Well, check out 36 Brew Lab and Smokehouse. This is from Lion Brewery Company. It was born out of a desire, actually, to celebrate the best of craft beer in Singapore, a place where you can enjoy delicious and exciting freshly brewed beers on tap from the microbrewery on site and a range of other great local and regional beers. It's also paired with a superb menu of flame-grilled favorites, bar snacks and pizzas in a relaxed, sophisticated vibe. With friendly and knowledgeable staff, 36 Brew Lab and Smokehouse is a warm and welcoming location in the heart of Singapore's CBD. We're actually going to be speaking with one of those friendly and knowledgeable staff, Greg Brown, head brewer at 36 Brew Lab and Smokehouse. Thank you for joining me on the show. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Adrian. How are you, mate? Yeah, really good, actually. Quite excited to uh, have you on the show. I, of course, visited you at 36 Brew Lab and Smokehouse a few weeks ago, and you gave me an in-depth guide about how everything works and so on. But take it back a little bit. When did you realize your passion for brewing? Because I understand this started off as a hobby. So what's your earliest memory that you can recall? Yeah, so like like most brewers, really, it's um you know you, you start getting the bug uh, with home brewing. I had started getting an interest in it in about 2005 back in the UK when I was living there. You now it's pretty big and varied brewing culture over there, and home brewing is is pretty big over there as well. Uh, so my earliest memories there was you know you you start off and you get the the kit from Wilco's and you get the bucket and you put the bucket in your air in cupboards and uh, you make some good beers and you make some uh, not so good beers, you know, <laughs> sitting it next to your hot water service. And then from that I started making some. Um, um, homebrew beers for Christmas for, for some mates of mine. So like a friend of mine, Scottish, so I'd make him like a, a whiskey inspired beer. Another one was South African. So it was barbecue flavored beer for him. As I said, some of the beers were good, some of the beers were bad. And then the craft beer scene started really starting to kick off in the UK as well. And that was, um, you know, more of an impetus to like, hmm, maybe there is something to this. And, you know, from my back, last background in IT, the crossover and the, uh, you know, the curiosity and the science between the two, there's a lot of similarities there. So it kind of pricked my interest from that perspective as well. Yeah, you had quite a, a comfortable job. You were a high flyer in enterprise IT in London. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm quite confused because it was a very comfortable job, right? But then your hobby actually took the front seat and then you decided to quit. So why would you quit your job? Well, I see, because that's it. That's it. That's exactly it. It was a job, right? You mm. know what I mean? And so it's just like what I do now to passion. It's, uh, you know, it doesn't feel like a job. You know, I'm, I'm just, I go in every day. I have a smile on my face. I get to do something that I'm passionate about. It, you know, it's a real privilege to be able to do what I do. So the answer's in the question. It's, uh, it's not a job. That's, that's why I left because it was a job. And, you know, we get very little opportunities uh, in our working life to, to seize the moment, you know, and you have to cross the Rubicon when the, uh, when the opportunity presents itself. Yeah, very interesting that you left such a comfortable job. But it's always good to, you know, follow your passion because then you'll never work another day in your life. The other thing is in 2015, you had the option of moving to New York or Singapore. You picked the latter, which is why you're here now. Why did you decide on coming here, though, rather than go to New York? Well, so I had the option, as you said, New York and uh, Singapore, and it was looking at the options. You know, New York is, in a way, very similar to London, you know, same, you know, cultural aspect and, you know, speak English and, uh, you, do you know what I mean? The same type of, 
environment, etc. And Singapore was uh, was curious, you know, it was, uh, was the unknown. I'd called into Singapore a lot on the way back to Australia to see family, etc. And enjoyed my, my stopovers here on the way there. But, you know, you always get the always got the feeling there's a lot more to see, a lot more to, uh, you know, to discover about the place. So uh, it was that exciting element of, of the unknown, I guess, right? And, uh, you know, upon landing here, you know, just the, the wealth of culture and food and the, uh, uh, the conviviality, I guess, of the people in the country is, is really was just, you know, the, one of the biggest discoveries here, definitely at all. And what were your first impressions of Singapore? What actually stood out to you on, you know, day one or the first week? <laughs> oh, that's an easy one. The humidity. Yeah, still still find it very difficult. Um, but you get used to it. But yeah, it's very, very humid and hot here. But apart from that, you know, uh, the, the it's, it's really well run. It's so efficient over here. You know, like public transport, it's clean. It, it's easy to, to navigate and to get around. It's, um, you know, compared to other major cities in the world, it's just, it's definitely up there, right? Oh yeah, one other thing I remember is when we first landed off the aeroplane, right? And you, you, you get in the cab and, and you're coming down um, the ECP and, you know, coming from London where it, it's, you know, it's gray and it's black, right? And that, that's just the sky, right? Okay. Mm. And then the, the environment is as well, you know, concrete and stuff everywhere. You just come out of Cheney and it's just boom, the green, the, uh, just the environment hits you. You know, you hear that um, phrase, it's a city in a, in a garden. And you just, you know, you just look out and it's just some other cities, they try to be that, but Singapore embodies that. And I think I, that's one of the things I love the most here is just the nature. It's just everywhere around you. It's, it's just so nice in the eyes. It's so nice and, re- and relaxing. And it, it's, it's just great uh, that there's just, although for such a small place, that it's so much is given over to that natural environment. Yeah, the humidity is one thing that really stood out to you. And the weather here, of course, appealed to you, I would say. But, you know, let's talk a little bit more about conditions here because brewing, you know, in the UK compared to here, it's very different. You would have faced a lot of challenges. Do you remember your first day at a brewery here and what was that like? Yeah, so my first day at a brewery here was um, was actually doing grain out. So grain out, for, for people who are, might be familiar with the process, it's pretty much once you've done the mashing, uh, you've got all the spent grain and it's all very hot and it's all wet, soggy and wet, etc. And pretty much on small equipment, the only way to get that out is get in there and pull it out with your hands. <laughs> my, one of my first experiences here was in an un- unconditioned uh, brewery environment, pulling out uh, 60 degree grain into buckets. It's very, very, very hot work and very sweaty work. From working um, you know, at your first brewery, if you had to say your biggest takeaway, what would you say that was? Yeah, look, I think the biggest takeaway here is when, when you're working in the brewery and you're working with, you know, such accomplished and um, other lead brewers, etc. here at the time, uh, I think the biggest takeaway is to, um, as eager as you are to do a good job, it's, uh, it's important just to not rush in, stand back and listen and watch, observe a lot because you, you pick so much up on, on those. When you see a brewer in their familiar environment, you know, it's, they are preempting what they need to do next. And I, th- I think it's that rather than doing it, the watching, observation is the big thing, yeah. Yeah, and you've certainly uh, grown rapidly since uh, 2015, fresh from Atlantic in Singapore. We're in conversation with Greg Brown, head brewer at 36 Brew Lab and Smokehouse. This is a place where you can enjoy delicious and exciting freshly brewed beers on tap from the microbrewery on site and a range of other great local and regional brews. Let's talk a little bit about 36. For someone who's never been there, how would you describe the concept to them? Yeah, okay, good question. So 36 is... um. The concept is it's, it's more about a celebration of craft 
uh, rather than about, you know, a brand or something like that. The reason it's called 36 is because it's in 36 Club Street. You know, we wanted, and but we also wanted that to reflect that it's it's about the destination. It's about where it is, not who it is. Does that make sense? So it was really about, you know, we'll come down and we're about craft, and we're but we're not just about craft beer. We're about craft food, and we're about craft beer. We're about local craft, you know, being like uh, local artworks by local artists, such, you know, such as Jamie Tang at the moment hanging on the walls. Uh, and, you know, we also have plans for uh, local musicians uh, when we're allowed to have music back at the venues and things as well. So it really was about that celebration of all things craft, not just beer. So if you are to come down, of course, you will get beer. Uh, you know, that's uh, we have that microbrewery on site. We have 23 taps uh, at the moment on there and offering not just uh, beers that we brew at the venue there, but also we try to feature local breweries, other local breweries in the area as well, like Ryan Pint and so on. And we also have three of those taps, which are Carscale. So Carscale is uh, an English style of beer. It's where you use the hand pump. I don't know if you uh, remember, you may have seen them when you came down. There yes. are three yes. wooden taps in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Like a so like the, a London Pride sort of uh, vibe. Ah, that's exactly it. Yes, mm. it's a good... Yes, yeah. So they're the ones where you uh, you pull... They're called anagram pumps. Mm. And you pull the handles on those and it's, uh, it pulls it out of these, um, you know, like uh, brewery conditioned... Uh, they're called pins. They're small little kind of rotund little casks. Uh, and it's a very traditional English way of making beer where you uh, condition them in the brewery in the back of it for a week, just at room temperatures, uh, very low carbonation. Uh, and we're one of very few places in Singapore where you can actually get fresh cask ales on tap. So we have three of those and we have uh, we make different different casks every month. Yeah, it brought back a lot of fond memories from my time um, at university over in the UK. And uh, yeah, it was just really nice to see as well. Greg, you also name all the beers that you brew. You have a lot of fun with this uh, from, from what you told me when I visited you. What are some of your personal favorites, the ones that you've named? Yeah, it is quite cool. Uh, I do have a bit of fun with that, yeah. I think one of my favorites, uh, a couple of my favorites at the moment are, uh, I, I like Violet No Regard, which is a, um, it's a purple beer that's based on uh, Willy Wonka. Uh, you know, Violet was the uh, little girl that ate the um, three-course, like a uh, gobstopper, uh, the gum, sorry, the gum. And she uh, she turned into a blueberry, a, a purple blueberry. So it's uh, Violet, no regard, because she had no regard for the rules. I, I think another one is uh, I do a tropical uh, pale ale, which is, I call uh, Tropic Like It's Hot. Quite a good little one. And uh, Raspberry Beret, uh, which is the play on uh, Prince's song as well. And of course, uh, the perennial lager, the favorite is uh, probably Lager, which is the Singapore Lager, uh, spelled L-A-H space G-E-R. Lovely. Almost a tribute uh, to the local culture out here as well. So Greg, there was also a certain occasion where you actually dropped in a whole birthday cake for one of your brews. What was this process like and how did it leave the apparatus, you know, when you were done? Yeah, so uh, the birthday brew, the cake brew. So we, we had a birthday coming up, uh, celebration, and I wanted to do a, a you know something to, to market. And what do you do? Well, you normally have birthday cake, don't you? But we're a brewery. So it's just like, well, I can't make a birthday cake, but maybe I can make a birthday cake beer, right? So there's a style of beer called uh, Milkshake IPA. I'm not sure if you've tried one. It's very kind of creamy and uh, kind of viscous in the body and they're kind of like light and shimmery. And they've got a really, really strong kind of vanilla creamy taste to them. So I had a chat to the chef in the kitchen and I uh, said you know XR what can we do about making a cake you know it's got these flavors that I'm after for you know this kind of sweet but but creaminess uh you know vanilla type flavors uh and we sat down and we um had a little think about the, the ingredients and stuff and he came up with a design for it for the cake and it had some jam in it and uh, lots of proper cream filling and uh lots of vanilla inside the cake as well 
Uh, and it was got to the brew day when this uh, 15, 15 kilogram birthday cake turned up. And uh, so I designed the recipe with the cake in mind. And yeah, it's uh, literally put the beer into the, uh, into the kettle, start boiling it up. And then the whole cake comes out and the whole cake goes into the, uh, into the kettle. And uh, it was really, really quite good. Uh, you know, you really got these, uh, these real notes of that, you know, that sweet type of uh, vanilla-y sponge type flavors coming out with a little tinge of the sweetness of the jam and just the, the creamy head on top. And it was just, uh, it was really, really good beer. Surprisingly, though, it uh, didn't do anything too much to the kettle. It uh, kind of just got all absorbed into the beer and took the flavors along with it. So it was, uh, in terms of cleaning, it was, uh, it was pretty good afterwards. Yeah, it makes your job much easier as well when you don't have to do so much of the cleaning up as well. What was the response like from your customers when they had this beer? <laughs> they loved it. You know, it's got a little bit of the novelty value about it as well. Um, and it could have been, you know, it could have been one of those things where it could have been too sweet or too over the top, but uh, it actually turned out to be quite well balanced and uh, had a very good reception. And plus, you know, for a birthday, it was, uh, you know, I said a celebration brew. So it's those types of things where we can be a little bit more creative and a little bit more uh, curious about how we go about making the brews. Greg, how many brews have you come up with since coming to Singapore? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. 129 mm. we're up to now. Wow. Yeah. So it, it's been a lot, lot of brews and most of those are very little repeats. So most of those are unique or one-off brews. Yeah, and you have one for um, every occasion. You you had one for Anzac Day. You also had an 11% beer, if I'm not mistaken. That was for our 100th brew uh, mm. that I did. So it's a, it's a spinal tap reference where uh, this one goes to 11. It doesn't go to 10. Mm. It goes to 11. So. Yeah, 150 is uh, just around the corner, actually, just a few months away. So I'm sure we could expect something uh, just as magical from you for that occasion. Yeah, yeah, got something in the works for that one for sure, most definitely. If someone were to ask you, you know, what's been the best part about following your passion and leaving quite a comfortable job to, you know, follow your hobby and do what you do now, what would you tell them? The best part, I think the best part is that the fact that it's um, exactly that, it, you know, it, it's, it's leaving the, um, the opportunity to move into something that is a passion. Mm. Uh, I think that's the best part of it. You know, uh, as we mentioned earlier, it, it's about that it, it doesn't feel like a job to me. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's really something. I, I love the fact that I get to uh, be creative, but also have my science um, you know, curiosity as well about it, but I get to engage with customers and I get to talk to people about beer. There's just so many facets that are, you know, uh, IT is usually, you know, you're, you know, a bit isolated sometimes, you know what I mean? You're either in a server room or something like that, etc. Mm. You know, we resist you. you, you get to see beer as a conversation. Yeah. So you, you get to involve people uh, in an environment and interact with people in an environment where, you know, they're, they're happy and they're relaxed and it, it's, you know, you're doing something that brings happiness and joy to someone else. And do you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, and that's one of the most rewarding things, I think, as well. Just before I let you go, when you first got to Singapore and you started uh, this new chapter of your life, did you ever think like, oh, no, I've made a mistake. I should have stuck with a comfortable job. Or were you just not too you know, bothered about that, but you just wanted to get on with it? And basically, do you have any regrets? No, no regrets at all. Mm. I mean, you know, the first step of anything is the hardest step. But yep. um, once you take that, then it's, uh, it's, you know, the only way is forward. So no, no regrets at all. I guess, I guess, well, okay. I, I guess if I had one regret, it's that I didn't do it 
earlier. I wish mm. I'd done this 10 years ago because it really was such an amazing profession to be in. And it's, uh, I'm, I'm so fortunate to have this opportunity, you know, particularly here in Singapore. It's such a, a great and upcoming craft beer environment here. And it's so well received uh, by the population. And there's a really, really lovely sense of community here amongst, um, you know, the brewing community. Uh, and sorry, not just the brewing community, but also the community at large as well. Yeah, it, it's very, very nice. It's very unique here. It's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great place to, to be brewing in. Yeah, and you have a lot of fun while doing it and can be as creative as you want. We've been in conversation with Greg Brown, head brewer at 36 Brew Lab and Smokehouse. This, of course, is a place where you can enjoy delicious and exciting freshly brewed beers on tap from the microbrewery on site and a range of other great local and regional brews. Greg, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Have a great rest of the year and uh, look forward to heading down soon. Yeah, thank you very much for your time, Adrian. Appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you down there soon. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.